The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. And folks, uh, on the program today, I wanted to cover a, um, a subject about Islam that is um, being propagandized at a level um, that is almost as bad as, as, as Islam being promoted as a religion of peace. Uh, it's not quite to that level, but it's getting there. And it is the subject of Ramadan. We know that... Um, uh, even at the highest levels of our government, including at the White House, that uh, uh, the President of the United States, uh, disappointingly, in my opinion, uh, celebrated an iftar dinner during the month of Ramadan for Muslims to come to the White House. Of course, he did not celebrate that last year, which I was excited about, but apparently somebody convinced him to celebrate it this year to appease the Muslim community. And, um, you know, maybe it's not at the level of Obama, where he had uh, every known member of the Muslim Brotherhood you can imagine at the White House. But um, and apparently, from my understanding, uh, Care uh, and Isna were not invited, so there were no members of the those direct front groups of the Muslim Brotherhood at the iftar dinner. But I wanted to bring a show and try to deal with some of the misconceptions uh, that is being pushed out there, the narratives about Ramadan, what it is, and also focus on why spiritually it is something that Christians should not be celebrating, should not be blessing. I don't know if you have seen, and again, I'll put some links on our website at tillproject.com. If you're there listening to it, just look underneath the show, and you'll see some links. If you're on Worldview Weekend, go to our website at tillproject.com. You can see those links there for articles that I'll be posting. And this particular article uh, from the Star Tribune, uh, dated uh, April 27, 2018, says, quote-unquote, blessed Ramadan lawn signs, uh, lawn sign campaign is unexpected success. The interfaith campaign to support Muslims during their holiest month has expanded exponentially in the past three years. So they're celebrating these yard signs that I've covered. If you guys have seen uh, our latest uh, presentation, the Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue, which you can pick up at our website, again, under the order tab, you know that I've covered exposing these yard signs that was initiated by the Minnesota Council of Churches. Uh, it was launched back in 2016, these blessed Ramadan. And the yard sign says, to our Muslim neighbors, blessed Ramadan, blessedramadan.org. And they want to encourage Christians to put these yard signs in their homes. They want to encourage churches to put these yard signs outside of their building. And it is just one of the most foolish, foolish things that any Christian can do. And in the presentation, I go through, which I'll do here for you on the show, and explain why it is completely error. It is completely heretical for us to bless Ramadan as Christians. In fact, in the article, it goes so far as to have a picture of a member of the National Guard, chaplain, this chaplain from the National Guard, Philip Buddy Wynn, who is holding up this blessed Ramadan lawn sign uh, as a celebration to support Muslims. 
So what is Ramadan and what happens during the month of Ramadan? Because there's a website that I want to point out for you that's called thereligionofpeace.com. Thereligionofpeace.com. Again, so again, we'll put the link on our website under this show. And the Religion of Peace every year tracks, during the month of Ramadan, the massive increase of jihadi attacks in the name of Islam around the world. This website actually tracks each incident that comes out that's reported in various countries. For example, on the website right now, they have attacks from Niger, from Nigeria, from Afghanistan, Cameroon, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Thailand, and many other places. And they, 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 they monitor uh, attacks during the month of Ramadan, religiously motivated attacks. And according to the current number that is there as of today, during uh, we're in day 26 of the month of Ramadan this year, 2018. Uh, there have been 141 attacks in the name of Islam, 608 people killed in the name of Islam by jihad. If you put all other religions combined, there's been one attack and one person killed. Now, they also track how many Muslims have been killed by Islamophobes. You know, that term Islamophobia that uh, came out of the United Nations, out of the OIC, uh, that the Muslim Brotherhood care is not and many of the interfaith folks throw out to throw that you know label upon any of us that dare speak truth about Islam. So how many Muslims have been killed worldwide by these horrible Islamophobes? According to religionofpeace.com, zero. Zero attacks, zero killed. So Islam, in the last 26 days, has carried out, those individuals in the name of Islam have carried out 141 attacks and killed 608 people. Yet how many Muslims have been killed by quote-unquote Islamophobes? Those attacking Muslims? Zero. So who's really being persecuted? Who's really being killed? Who's really being attacked? Non-Muslims. Now, is this an aberration? Is this something that is inconsistent with the peaceful religion that is Islam? No. In fact, you'll see, and there's an article that I'm going to highlight from our friend Robert Spencer at Jihad Watch that uh, highlights the history of Islam and the history of jihad during the month of Ramadan. In fact, Allah not only blesses, but um, condones Muhammad himself fighting battles during the month of Ramadan, the supposed peaceful month of Ramadan. So again, what is Ramadan? What is its significance in Islam? And why in God's green earth, on God's green earth, why are supposed Christians celebrating it and blessing it. So let's go to uh, Robert Spencer's article. He writes a great article there on Jihad Watch. Also, PJ Media picked this up, and we'll put both links in the piece for you. Now, Robert Spencer has written a book that I'm very interested to read. It's called The History of Jihad from Muhammad to ISIS. I'm very excited to get a copy of this and read this. And one of the things that he does in the article is he recounts the harrowing story of the centuries-long and excruciating excruciatingly devastating Islamic Jihad against the country of India. And he's going to go through this this, this back, back story. Um, he also cites Quranic verses again about uh, uh, the, 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 the blessing upon Muhammad during the month of Ramadan. But let's first figure out what is it. So Islam has five pillars that it, 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 it upholds. One of those five pillars is the pillar of fasting. 
So Muslims, uh, the first pillar is the shahara. Then we have the the uh, alms giving, the zakat. We have the swam, which is their five times uh, or the, or their prayers, I should say. Uh, we have the the swam, the fasting, and then we have the hajj, going to Mecca on pilgrimage. But Ramadan is special for a very very important reason to Muslims. That is because it is believed by the message in the Quran that Ramadan is the month that Muhammad was given the revelation of the Quran. Now remember, according to Islam, the Quran is is the uh, final message of supposedly God to humanity. Uh, the claim of, of the Quran, the claim of Islam is that Allah, the God of Islam, this is not the God of the Bible, gave revelation to the Jews, but the Jews corrupted that revelation. Then he had to send Jesus, the prophet, to the Christians. The Christians corrupted the revelation. And so Muhammad uh, is sent by Allah. In uh, He's called, uh, visited supposedly in a cave by the angel Gabriel, even though he believed he was demon-possessed and was going to commit suicide. Muslims tend to gloss over that fact. Um, Muhammad was given supposed revelation in 610 AD, and he begins his ministry. And of course, Islam really kicks off in 622 AD when the Hijra is uh, accomplished, when Muhammad calls his followers to move from Mecca to Medina. Now, in order to make the Hijra, they had to fight some battles, and you'll, you'll see that many of these battles were actually fought during the month of Ramadan. But spiritually speaking, the reason Ramadan, which is the ninth month in the Islamic calendar, now you have to understand, Islam is based on a lunar calendar, and so therefore the month, the, the, the time of year changes every year. So sometimes it's in the fall, sometimes it's in the spring, sometimes it's in the summer, sometimes it's in the winter. And right now we're in the midst of Ramadan, as I mentioned, uh, starting. And uh, let me actually get the dates for you here very specifically because I want to make sure that I don't get it wrong so that somebody doesn't call and say, uh, you know, uh, hey, you're not being accurate. Ramadan started approximately May 17th this year. It's going to end on June 16th. It's a 30-day period. And Muslims, what they are commanded to do is that it's a time of fasting. So from sun up to sun down, they fast. So they kind of eat a lot before the sun goes up. They fast. Then at dinner, when the sun goes down at dinner time, they basically break the fast. They kind of gorge themselves getting ready for the next day. And they do this for 30 days. Every night when they break the fast, it's called an iftar dinner. That's what uh, our president celebrated in the White House, an iftar dinner. And then at the end of the 30 days, they have a three-day festival called Eid al-Fitr, and this is the time of the breaking or the end of the month of Ramadan and then the beginning of the next uh, month. So because it's on a lunar calendar, it varies every year. Now, what is the revelation that was given to Muhammad in the Quran? Well, the revelation was that, again, the Islam is the final message. Muhammad is the final messenger. Uh, all, all religions that have come uh, before are abrogated and nullified, including Judaism and Christianity. All religions that come after Islam are counterfeits and are frauds. And Muhammad is the final message, Islam the final religion, no other way. Now, where in the, in the equation we got the concept in our society that Islam is a pluralistic religion, 
that believes in pluralism and getting along and coexisting and, and, and having kumbaya uh, hand-holding events with these interfaith fools, where we got this concept, I'm not sure about, other than maybe from the pit of hell, because it is a lie from the pit of hell, because clearly, according to the teachings of Islam, it is to be the final religion, it is, Muhammad is the final messenger, and that's why the message to all unbelievers, or kufra, the kafir, is you must ultimately either repent and turn to Islam, convert, or face dimitude, or face a, a fight to the death. So according to Muhammad, who claims he got this revelation from the angel, um, the angel came to him and gave him the revelation of the Quran in one night. This is what Surah 44, 1-7 says. It says, quote, We sent it, this Quran, down on a blessed night, in the month of Ramadan, the nine month, the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. Okay, that's Surah chapter forty-four in verse one through seven. But there's a problem because in the Quran there's a contradiction. In fact, there's two contradictions. In Surah two one eight five, it says Ramadan is the month in which we sent down the Quran to be a guide to mankind. Well, Sharam, you're 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 jumping to conclusions. Um, it's the same thing. They're saying it was during the month of Ramadan, but Surah four forty four says it was in one night. So there's no contradiction there. Well, here's a problem. The problem is there's a contradiction because Muhammad comes up with the concept of abrogation. Muhammad claims that he received certain verses in Mecca called the Meccan or Meccan verses. This is the earlier verses of the Quran. Then when he goes to Medina, which remember originally was Yathrib, a Jewish community, and then he later overtakes it and changes the name to Medina, the city of, uh, of the prophet. Then he claims that he gets other revelations of the Quran, the Medinan verses, the latter verses of the Quran. Well, obviously this poses a problem for Islam because now... There's a contradiction about Ramadan because it's supposed to be during the month of Ramadan that they got revelation. So what is it? Well, the way it's explained is this way. Surah, two, Surah 17 in 105 says this. It is a Quran which we, which we have divided into parts from time to time. In order that thou ma- might, mightiest, or no, I'm sorry, thou Mightest recite it to men at intervals. We have concealed it by stages. So the way that, according to Muhammad, the contradiction works or, 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 or is resolved is apparently it wasn't all given to him in one night or one month. It was given to him in stages and parts. Well, this would have to be the explanation because in Surah 2.106, Allah, their God, says, we did not abrogate a verse or cause it to be forgotten, except that we bring forth one better than it or similar to it. Wait a second. So this is their God speaking, saying, look, we're not going to abrogate or change a verse unless we bring one better. So, you know, we didn't forget, but we're going to bring one better than it or similar to it. Well, hold on a second. If God is giving revelation, how can he bring something after that then contradicts it? Okay, I know what you're thinking. You're going, well, isn't the Bible given in stages? I mean, <laughs> we have 40 witnesses that are given revelation of the Bible over a 1,500-year period. 
you have the Old Testament prophets, you have uh, the, David the psalmist, you have obviously Moses that uh, was, was credited with writing uh, the Pentateuch, um, then you have the New Testament. Yes, that's true. We have different authors that are given revelation. Uh, nowhere in the Bible does it claim that it was given in one night. Nowhere in the Bible does it claim that it was only given in one month. Nowhere in the Bible does it claim that. So the Bible doesn't contradict itself when it's given over a period of time, number one. Number two, the Old Testament covenant is fulfilled by the New Testament covenant. It is not contradicted. Everything that had to be fulfilled is <coughs> excuse me, fulfilled by Christ coming as the perfect Lamb of God, as the perfect sacrifice of God, as the Son of God, as the Messiah coming to fulfill that which needed to be fulfilled. So there is no contradiction in the Bible. There is a contradiction in the Quran because clearly the Quran says it was given in one night. Then it says it was given during the month of Ramadan. So that there is some contradiction there. But then if Surah 17 and Surah 2 say it was abrogated and Surah 17 says it was given over periods of time divided into parts, so that we, it can be given from time to time, then there's clearly a contradiction because either the Quran in its totality is given in one night or one month or it's not. So there's a problem there. Now, remember, again, what is Ramadan? Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed. What is the message of the Quran that was revealed? And why would Christians celebrate, celebrate Ramadan? Why would Christians bless it? Okay? So, let's look at this issue. So, Ramadan, according to Islam, as I said, being the month that the revelation was given, the revelation that was given is that Islam is basically another gospel. Islam is another God. Islam has brought another messenger, Muhammad. Islam's revelation refutes, and again, I cover this, by the way, in our brand new DVD, The Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue. I encourage you to go to our website. Please get this DVD if you can. It is the most important work we have done to date in exposing Islam, exposing the interfaith heresy, and trying to bring correction and equipping to the Church of Jesus Christ to truly reach Muslims with the gospel, not with a false interfaith message. That is going to do nothing but confuse both sides. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jesus Christ, revealed to me in my own testimony 19 years ago that Islam is a lie. Christianity is the truth. Choose that day which one I'm going to serve. And I chose Christ. I chose Christianity. I chose the Bible. And I made the best decision of my eternity. So there is nothing common. And we expose this in our brand new DVD. And one of the things that I show is that, again, the revelation of Islam is a revelation that refutes the Bible as the Word of God. It says the Bible is corrupt. It refutes Jesus as the Christ, refutes him as the Son of God because Allah has no son, refutes him as divine because uh, uh, they don't believe that a man could become God, even though that's not what Christianity teaches. It, it teaches that God became man, became flesh. It denies that he is the Messiah. The reason it denies he is the Messiah is because it, it clearly in, in Revelation in uh, Surah four one five seven says that the, the cross of Jesus Christ never happened. Jesus was never crucified. Therefore, if he was never crucified, he can't be the Messiah. Also, if he was never crucified, he can't be resurrected. Islam also denies the Father. It said there is no Father, there is no Son. Islam denies the div divine virgin birth of Mary, claims that 
um, that that the angel Gabriel blew on her womb, not the Holy Spirit bringing uh, miraculous conception. Uh, Islam denies the Abrahamic covenant. It's not Isaac that was going to be sacrificed. It was Ishmael that was going to be sacrificed. And finally, Islam denies that Jesus Christ is coming back as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He's coming back simply as a prophet and as a sidekick to their Messiah, the Mahdi, according to Islam. So the revelation of Islam is a revelation that utterly, completely, 100% denies every major tenet of our Christian faith. There is not an area of our Christian faith that Islam does not deny. So here's my question to all those Christians that are listening to this, to maybe those you know in your churches or family members who are celebrating Ramadan with Muslims, blessing Ramadan. Here's here's what I want to ask you. Why would you celebrate a revelation that denies your faith as a Christian? How can you, as a Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christian, celebrate an antichrist spirit, that, which is what Islam is, according to 1 John 2, 1 John 4, 2 John 7 through 11, Islam is very clearly an antichrist spirit, denying Jesus the Christ, denying him as the Son of God, denying the Father, denying the Son. This is a liar and an antichrist spirit. How can we celebrate an antichrist spirit? How can we celebrate a lying spirit and bless it? How do you bless something that denies your own faith? Isn't that what Jesus talks about as far as a divided house? Do you remember when they, um, in Matthew 12, in 28, when, in that chapter there, when they accused Jesus of uh, doing what? They accused Jesus of, 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 of casting out demons by Beelzebub. Remember that? And Jesus gives a kingdom lesson about the fact that you cannot be dividing your house. You can't be divided in your own house. Satan can't cast out Satan. And the Holy Spirit can't deny Jesus. So how can you, as a Bible-believing Christian, deny your own faith? If you do that, you're, you're, you're in a divided house. You're a, div- you have, you're a double-minded person, Christian, and, and brothers and sisters in Christ. And so you can't. So you can't bless. You can't celebrate. You can't... Uh, 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 welcome, you can't do anything that would in any way, shape, or form celebrate a revelation of something that clearly violates and denies the lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ and everything about him. So the purpose of the Minnesota Council of Churches pushing this interfaith garbage is nothing but deception. They are deceived. I would argue that many of these churches are not churches, that they are wolves in sheep's clothing, and they are not only doing it spiritually, but when you see the National Guard that I mentioned, when you see the fact that that they're holding up signs and celebrating Ramadan uh, uh, as some sort of a beautiful thing, you understand that this is deception to the highest levels of our government. And this is happening in the state of Minnesota, which, by the way, I'm going to be back in Minnesota here in just a couple of weeks. Go to our uh, tillproject.com events forward slash events. Go to our events page. Look at the calendar. Please get the word out. We're going to be exposing this type of stuff there in Minnesota. And so this is what Muslims are doing and the interfaith fools are doing their bidding. This is crazy. Now let's talk a little bit about what is Ramadan as far as politically and as far as jihad? And then coming up on the next show, 
I will cover more specifics about uh, these attacks and about what the Quran teaches. So why would... So let me go back a second. Muslims claim that, that Ramadan is a time of, of, of self-restraint, self-reflection. Obviously, it's a time of fasting, which is true. Um, they say it's a time of, of, of getting closer to, quote-unquote, God. Um, so why is it that historically we see during the month of Ramadan, why is it that we see a massive increase in attacks by Muslims against non-Muslims? I mean, if it's supposed to be a time, and I'm not saying that there are not some Muslims that do take it that way, and I thought one of the funniest things, I was reading an article here talking about Ramadan. It says that it's a time where Muslims are supposed to have, you know, more restraint. Um, you know, they're supposed to restrain from sexual immorality, from bad thoughts. And I thought it's funny that they have to wait till one month of the year to do that. Shouldn't, shouldn't um, a person of faith, if they're a Muslim um, or a Christian uh, or a Jewish, pers- Jewish individual, shouldn't they... Uh, seek restraint um, from thoughts and 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 their actions every day of the year. Shouldn't that be something that is that is that is done, you know, uh, every day, um, not just uh, uh, once a year during a month where they actually don't show restraint? Because as I said, they usually gorge sometimes before they wake up, or if they don't, they they gorge during dinner and, and, and eat a lot during dinner, stuff themselves so that the next day they can apparently make it through the whole day without eating. And so it's amazing the hypocrisy of Islam in this case. But to be fair, what do most Muslims mean? Most Muslims understand that Islam that that Ramadan is a time of fasting and it's a time of reflection, okay? So why is it then that we see this uptick? Why is it, and it's not just an uptick, that's not even a strong enough word. Why do we see this massive increase? The reason is because Muhammad did it. The reason is because Allah called for it. Allah called for war against unbelievers during Ramadan. Allah called for jihad during Ramadan, and Muhammad practiced jihad against unbelievers during Ramadan. Simple answer. So here's the question: Are the Muslims, are the Muslims that are not carrying out jihad, reflective of Islam, of Muhammad, of their God Allah, or are the Muslims that are carrying out jihad during the month of Ramadan reflective of Allah and 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 their Prophet Muhammad? Well, according to the text, according to the Quran, according to the Sunnah that we'll look at next time, those Muslims who are carrying out jihad against unbelievers during the month of Ramadan are blessed and are favored. That's the sickness of Islam. And no Christian should ever bless it, celebrate it, welcome it, embrace it. It is ungodly. It is unbiblical. It is heretical. They should repent. If you have done this as a Christian, my encouragement to you is please go before the Lord and repent. You may have not known. That's okay. But repent. And let us stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what Muslims need to hear. 
Thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. Please join us next time for part two of this important message on the truth of Ramadan. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.